0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. Today I did a really exciting interview that I'm so excited to share with my really great friend Naj. She is currently the CEO of her own company called Afro Initiative and she's currently based in Sierra Leone. So today we did an interview straight from her work site. So fair warning, there is going to be some beeping and noise in the background, but I promise you it is so well worth the listen.
1: I always look at your Instagram and I feel like you're doing such amazing things.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetheart. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. This is a, a little glimpse, but yeah, I'm trying.
1: <laughs>
2: Same to you though. This is exciting that you have this podcast.
1: Yeah, it's been like a fun little creative project and just a fun yeah. way to fill any extra time that I have.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. And When you said mention, I was like, oh yeah, I would totally love to do it.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. then I'll just, I'll get into it um, so I don't keep you too long. Um, So I think I was just going to talk about, um, or I was going to let you talk about kind of, you can give an intro as to like how you got to where you are now and when you wanted, when did you know you wanted to launch your business and what inspired you?
2: All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, So hi everyone. My name is Najima uh, Bawa and I am currently the program quality, program development quality coordinator uh, here at Save the Children in uh, Freetown, Sierra Leone. And I've been here actually for about uh, almost eight, nine months or so. Um, But in addition to my job, well, I'll tell you a little bit more about About my job, so I basically um, work in in the department where we uh, write proposals um, to to, for to donors to kind of win money, basically awards um, to uh, implement uh, activities in the field. And so we work in the space of education, health, uh, child protection, and um, and so yeah, I've been kind of really doing like a lot of uh, quality reporting um, trainings on that with different implementing partners. Um, Um, And then we have a huge health program right now, which I'm involved in, and we're um, conducting like IPC, which is infection prevention control um, assessments within health facilities to kind of really assess if they're ready to, um, if they're, if they have all the resources they need, if um, COVID-19 was to like, the numbers were to increase, you know, in the country. Um, And we were in really rural districts. And so just to make sure that they have basic commodities like, you know, uh, masks and gloves and, um, uh, and even just protocol in terms of what to do if they do have a case um, just kind of giving them that kind of training, so yeah, I've been involved with that, and it's been taking me all around the country, which has been pretty awesome. My other nine to five, because I put as just as amount, just as equal amount of uh, work and time to, in. My other side project is um, afro health initiative uh, which I am the CEO of right now currently and that is just like my baby um, it's been a lot of time just it's been a long journey to where we are right now um, basically it's a we're a startup and we're focused on basically creating a platform that will uh, match or really kind of create a space for Africans in the diaspora and local organizations that are are here in in Africa to um, collaborate on the health uh, innovations to help you know the healthcare system here uh, across Africa. So I, I have a team of eight people. Um, one person's based in Nigeria. I'm based here in Sierra Leone, and then the rest are all in the UK. And that's actually where we met at a health, health hackathon. So we've awesome. um, yeah yeah
1: yeah I remember we had done a couple of like happy hours to try and raise money as well and I just I thought everything that you were doing was really cool and I was really quite interested
2: yeah I mean health is my passion and like you know I I had the opportunity I was a Peace Corps volunteer which is like an organization it's a government organization where they send volunteers to a country for two years and um, I was a a math science education volunteer so I was teaching in biology and chemistry, but I ended up doing a lot of public health work, so working with girls around reproductive health issues and, um, you know, malaria, HIV, and so health has always kind of been, like, a really big passion of mine, Um, and then so while when we met in London, um, I, you know, I joined AMREF, um, and to help them raise money on, to educate, not to ed- educate, but to um, fund and support uh, midwives to, to gain um, additional training and, and for community health workers as well. So, yeah.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so how would you define, this question might be a little weird, but how would you define your current role or roles, I guess?
2: <laughs> um, dynamic.
1: Yeah, I would use,
2: yeah, I have to pull upon a lot of different skills and um, just experiences that I've had in the past in order to adapt and be flexible and, because and, and, I interact with a lot of different people, whether it be international staff or local staff. Yeah, I just come from all kinds of different backgrounds. And especially as my role as a CEO on, with um, AHI, the Afro Health Initiative. Um, it's, been, it's been really rewarding because I've been able to uh, really hone in on my leadership skills in, in regards to just getting people who really don't, didn't really know each other to work together you know, and to do it virtually because most of us are not, we're not all in the same place. And even when we were in London, it was really hard to kind of get all of us together in the same room. So to really kind of build a culture where we, um, you know, we are, we're accountable to one another and we're excited to work with with one another because this is a passion project. It's not like we're being paid to do this. And so to kind of really, um, facilitate this, uh, this culture where, you know, like, kind of push people and motiv- motivate people. It's been really exciting for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so that I hope I answered the question. I kind of think yeah. I
1: <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, and have you found any challenges connected to, like, being a, at a young age and, like, a female kind of like pursuing what you want to pursue, like these passions?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think it's, it's, it goes without saying that being a woman in any kind of industry or workspace comes with some challenges, right? Um, especially working in Sierra Leone, there are, I think, one of the challenges, challenges that I, I faced in initially was just learning how to navigate that space, you know? It's not the same as in America because there's policies and there's, you know, some a whole set of uh, cultural norms that we live by. And so um, for me, it's just, um, it's been not challenging in a sense, but I'm more of like, let me observe, let me ask questions, especially when I find myself maybe in a predicament that I'm, I'm not uncomfortable with. Just definitely reaching out to those I can reach out to. But in terms of being a woman, I, I just, I think I've gained enough um, confidence, I would, have, I, would, I would like to say, to, to kind of still allow my voice to be heard, even in spaces where I don't feel comfortable. And that's taken, that's taken time. That's not something that I would just naturally just happen. I think um, I've reached the age where I'm like, okay, irregardless to the space that I'm in, I want my voice to be heard because I value what I have to say. And I, and I try to remind myself of that in, you know, in every opportunity that I have to, you know, speak up. So it's, it, for me, it's just, despite the, the challenges of being a woman in a workplace, I, I think I try to focus on me and focus on like, have the confidence to speak up. Don't worry about what is, you know, don't worry about what other people are going to think, you know and then I think I've seen where it's almost it's respected and 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 then people almost are like if you don't speak up they're like okay well what do you think Najima you know like that kind of thing so I think it's always just kind of pushing the envelope um even though it may the doors may seem closed just trying to push against it I think it de- definitely goes a long way
1: yeah definitely and kind of um, in that in that push have you had any challenges that you've had to overcome and especially like in relation to like we've talked about like kind of being young and being a female but has there been like any challenges around like um prejudice or stereotyping and like what advice would you have to other young female entrepreneurs who might be struggling with that same thing
2: yeah, I think for me, again, it's, it goes back to confidence because if when you believe that you have a voice and you have something, and like you have the um, when when you believe you have the voice to share or talk or to speak up in any circle that you're in. I think if you believe that, it will translate into those spaces that you find yourself in. And so for me, like a practical thing that I do, and I still struggle with confidence even up to this day, is affirmations, you know, and journaling. Those are two things that, for me, that have allowed, have given me the, the space to like grow. In my confidence on an individual level, and then testing yourself, so you can. So when you like, when you start the day off, you're like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak up today. Like, I know there's gonna be an opportunity for me to speak up, and I'm gonna speak up. And sometimes you have to have that internal conversation with yourself to kind of just like remind yourself that you're like, okay, speak up, Najma. And it it might sound crazy, but it really does work, you know? And so I do have the affirmation. One of my affirmations is, I am confident. And I'll even do that when I'm running. Like, sometimes when I know I'm having like a really, not like a really down day, or I'm like, kind of like just in a funky mood. I will just repeat my, my um, affirmations as I'm running. And mm. over time, just, I've noticed a difference, you know, and it's just, it, it's it, it just, when you believe it, then I believe, like, when you're in those spaces where it is time for you to speak up, you will do it, you know? That inner voice will come out and say, okay, Natch, like, say it. Like, you know it, so just go ahead and say it, you know? So, yeah, that would be my advice to, you know, younger women that are coming up in any kind of, you know, job or or any going after anything that you want. Just spend the time on yourself and building your confidence up and i kid you not it will it will translate into other areas of your life
1: yeah no that's so right and perfect for you to bring in running too with the whole resiliency and running um (laughs) yeah i totally i totally believe in affirmations too and i've like recently, especially in quarantine started like, um, keeping a gratitude journal. And, um, that's honestly, I totally agree. It totally helps to really like list like three things that you're grateful for each day and just like tell yourself, this is how I'm going to make today. Great. This is what I'm going to do. And you're right. Like it just like, it sticks to you. And for me, it's like even though for me t- currently in my job, like everything's virtual, it's just like okay, yeah. when we have that call. I'm going to speak up and I'm going to say, Yeah, this is what I think, even though he's my boss. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And 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 not thinking about what other people think. I think that's where we kind of get caught up in our heads sometimes. Like, I don't care if my question is gonna cause a meeting to go over 10 minutes. I want people to know that I have a question, you know? Because I and then Okay, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I, I would even say to myself, "So, what would a white male, and you know, what would a white male do?" And you know, you know, nine times out of ten, they're probably going to speak up. They're probably going to, you know, be the loudest person in the room. So I'm like, I put on those, I put on that kind of like façade, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. So yeah, I think you know, just the self talk and really, really are Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I totally agree. Are there anything? Um And any other pieces of advice that you have or anything that you'd like to share just about the Afro Initiative or ways that people can get connected?
2: Yeah. um, So in terms of advice, um, I would, my biggest advice that I like to share to people is take risks and share your story. Mm -hmm. You never know who you meet and how they um, can help you in the future or, or how they can influence your decisions or or support you in your journey. Um and so I always say like always be willing to share your story because you never know how you, you may be connected to them And if not now, later down in the story, in, in later in, in life. And then the second thing is to take risks. Like I've gotten to where I am today because I haven't followed the you know the one path that people say that this is the way you should do it, right? Um I came to Sierra Leone with no job and uh no and not really knowing where I was going to live but I knew I wanted to work in Africa and so um I took a gamble a huge one and um I ended you know at Saving Children you know a pretty big uh NGO and I'm loving the work I'm doing and living in the country that you know I I really love and enjoy right now. So I want to, I just really want to inspire young girls to say, like, take the risk and block out the people who have negative things to say, or don't support you. And that might be family, you know, um, you know, my mom, my mom was really supportive with me, you know, with my decision but you know I got to a point where she was like okay like are you sure you're making the right decision and I actually had to block her out at certain, at certain points because deep down I knew what I wanted to do you know and um so again just listen to yourself and and just really kind of go 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 after what you want and don't listen to what anyone else has to say because you you have it within you to actually do it so take the risk. Um, but then in regards to um, my passion project, you know, like After Health Initiative, is gonna be amazing. I know I, that's like just such a, I don't know how else to say it. Um, I think it's just going to really disrupt the development space. And um, we really are, are, really our focus is to really engage with organizations um, that are on the ground and social entrepreneurs and individuals who are really passionate about developing their own communities and um, and linking them to Africans in a diaspora who come from the same country or not, um, and, and really kind of tapping into their resources and skills to kind of really create these innovative ways to help. Uh, fill in the gaps that are currently here in the healthcare system in Africa, and so I'm just I'm just so excited about it because um, not only do we have a team from all around the continent, um, we are just uh, we're we're public health professionals, we're doctors, we're health economists. Um, so we have we pull from a lot of different experiences, and this platform is going to be pretty disruptive, which I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Way. Yeah. Uh, but um yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram. Um we're currently uh developing our platform. We have a website but we're building it up right now. To include, um, the, like, I guess, the second phase of where of where we want to be. So you can check us out on Instagram, um, Afro Health Initiatives, um, and then also we can get linked to our blogs um, that we post. So we had we actually did a COVID series, COVID nineteen series, uh, looking at different various countries in terms of how they responded to the um, COVID-19. So if you guys were interested, check that out for sure. Yeah, we interview some interesting people that are in the UK or in, or in the continent that are, you know, doing some health related um, projects. So yeah, check us out.
1: Awesome. Well, I will include all of those links in the show notes of the episode. And um, yeah, and if anyone else has any questions, I can leave your email, too, if people have questions. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, other than that, thank you so much for being on the show and everything. I just, yeah, you're, you're such an inspiring person. And I love that um, you just continue to inspire so many of us.
2: No, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Like this is like the second one I've ever done in my life. So this is really exciting for me. And I'm really proud of you also to watch your journey and to see where you're, where you've come. Um, It's just beautiful and very, very inspiring. Like every time I'm like running, I'm like, oh yeah, Liz is just a badass. She's like running marathons and yeah, I love it. So thank you for it. Thank keep you. up the your stuff. You're definitely you're inspiring oh. me for sure. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you too. You too.
0: All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it. And if you are interested in anything that we've discussed today, anything about Najma or the Afro Initiative, I will have all of the links in the show notes as well as my personal contact stuff for my personal Instagram and Twitter is at Liz Newcomer if you have any questions or comments. And then if you want to give the podcast Instagram a follow, we're just at Resiliency and Running. But yeah, I do hope you enjoyed the episode and hope to see you in the next one. Bye!